Welcome, everybody, to the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast number 108. Uh, really looking forward to uh, talking to this guy. And, uh, man, lots to talk about when it comes to uh, what he's doing. Uh, thanks to FXR Racing. Uh, use code PulpMex30 when you're checking out. FXR Racing, the official gear of Filthy Phil Nicoletti and uh, a lot of riders out there. Brock, Brock Tickle will be wearing FXR as well when he comes back to racing. So thanks to FXR Racing and Race Tech Suspension as well. Uh, Michael Lessie using Race Tech. Uh, Chris Blose using Race Tech. Starling, uh, Jerry Robin, all those guys using Race Tech. Pulp19 is the code to save with Racetech.com. Thanks to those guys for making it happen. Thanks to Skosh, Namira Technologies, and then Maxis Tires as well. Maxis Tires is a big part of the guy on the phones program. This is uh, Privateer Island number 108 with Bernard Kerr. What's up, Bernard? How are you, man? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, no problem. We were trying to get you in studio to the Pulp Show, and then it may still happen, but you're a busy guy. Yeah, uh, it, it needs to happen. We really wanted to come up, so yeah, yeah. gutted I didn't make it this Monday, and sorry about that. Nah, but, no um, worries. Yeah, uh, I've got to come up and ride bikes with you, and then do it. So listen, you're a world class downhill mountain bike racer, uh, pivot rider, fly <laughs> racing. You make a nice living down there. You've won Red Bull Rampage or something a bunch of times. All this Red Bull Hardline, yeah, yeah, Hardline, yeah. whatever the hell it is. Um, <laughs> you, but you've decided that you are going to race Anaheim one. <laughs> this is what you're doing. Yeah, I've just- <laughs> I've decided to be a bit of an idiot, it turns out, and uh, get very ambitious, apparently. Yeah. How did it come, uh, so how did it come yeah. about? It honestly came about it was three years ago now, I think, in New Zealand. I sat around with a bunch of my friends, one of the guys on my team now, Eddie Masters, some others, and we were talking about me wanting, I don't know, I rode up to the house every day on my, on my Cowie I had at the time, and uh-huh. they, were, they, they were calling me Maxwell Hudges to make fun of me. <laughs> it's like my little joke name, okay. so I just cruise up the street, and... Um, I can't remember we're having some beers talking about supercross i was like honestly i'd love to do it or something and it came up they were like we'll, we'll do it then and i was like yeah i'll do one one day and they were like no they made me put my money where my mouth is so it was a one-sided bet initially it was <laughs> i either spent five thousand dollars on a night out in queenstown the place we live in new zealand where uh-huh. I'm there, or i had to roll up to the stadium uh-huh. by like anaheim one 2020 so it could have been any year <laughs> but by 2020 so that's how it came about and uh yeah fast forward a few years and uh they, we're here they gave you a three-year window of doing it Man, i had a yeah. three-year window because i was like oh, i'll build up to i'll do this i'll do that and Different things happened. We had some setbacks. <laughs> oh man! So what did we are? What does Pivot think of this? And you know, and these type of guys that you know, how you really make your living? How do they think? How what do they think of this? I think they're pretty stoked. So Chris uh, Kakalis, the owner of Pivot, I've yep. been there ten years now. Next oh, okay. year, I've been sponsored yep. by Pivot. So I have a great relationship with them, and he loves motocross, and uh, he's pumped. And I was actually in the office there last week, and at a Christmas party, and. He kind of sat me down and was like, can you please tell me fully about this? But uh, <laughs> I think they're all pumped. And like you said, Max's tires, they're like one yeah. of our massive bike sponsors for the team. And they make the best tires over in mountain biking. So yeah. they're fully on board with it. And they, they are a huge help to what we've uh, trying to do here and have made somehow happen. <laughs> They've uh, really been helping. Uh, how would you grow up racing? Did you grow up riding, racing, riding, riding dirt bikes? No, not really. I had one when I was like four, I think. It's like so long ago. And then we didn't really have any. Then I played ice hockey for ages. Okay. I can can um, relate to that being Canadian. Yeah. You can relate to that. Yeah, I was actually ice hockey national champion. And um, then quit that. Started riding dirt bikes, I think, for like maybe six months when I was like 11. Uh Quit that. And then started racing mountain bikes from the age of 12. Okay. And then, yeah, so pretty much mountain bikes all through i got a dirt bike when i was 60 i got a pit bike like a chinese pit bike yeah then i got a ttr 125 had that and then 
got a motocross bike, but we couldn't really afford to go to track. So I'd like ride around a field or whatever, had mm-hmm. that for six months. Didn't have one for a couple of years, then got a 125, that got stolen, so then didn't have one for a couple of years, then got a 250F, then didn't have We couldn't really afford to like, have new bikes. They either wouldn't run very good, uh-huh. or I couldn't afford to go to the track a lot. But on and off, honestly, from the age of like 18, like I'd ride a month a year, maybe, you know, like I'd ride 10 days a year on one or whatever. Wow. So you really, yeah. So you really don't have a lot of experience. It's not like you're some, yeah, yeah. we'd like ride a lot. We'd ride pit bikes. though. honestly, I like, (laughs) I feel like I could hold my own against some of these good guys on a pit bike. (laughs) That's what I should be doing. Well, shit, that Anaheim one shouldn't be a problem. (laughs) Exactly. I should be doing pit bike racing. Um, And then 2015, I won a big competition called the King of Crankworks. Okay. You get quite a bit of money for that, and I bought my first brand new dirt bike in 2015. I got 350. So ever since then, I could kind of afford to ride yep. three times a week if I wanted to, or whatever. Uh-huh. And I had quite a rapid progression increase. I guess I could actually learn how to jump. Honestly, did three, four years ago, I had to be like, right, you're coming into a jump, weight central, throttle even, like you can get over this. Like yeah, yeah, four yeah. or five years ago. So and now yeah, you're... I've ridden a lot since then, but. Wow. Yeah, then well, I um, ran my mouth a little, and yeah. now I'm stuck here. <laughs> well, look at that. I mean, social media is not everything, but following you on social media, you look like you can really ride a dirt bike well. So, <laughs> you know, I mean. Yeah, easy tracks, maybe I can ride one well. Easy, yeah. soft tracks with tabletops. <laughs> right. Um, so, Max has got you hooked up with Jeremy McGrath. Can you believe it? Honestly, no. It's like a dream come true. <laughs> Maxis have been so good, and Chris and everyone out there. And yeah, I met Jeremy and Whistler at a mountain bike event this summer when I was injured, actually, doing a signing with him. And such, such a nice guy. I honestly yeah. can't tell yeah. Ev- everyone out there and the listeners of your show. Like, you can't believe how he can just be such a humble, nice, helpful, cool guy. So right. they hooked me up with him. And yeah, Maxis have, have done a lot of the connecting the dots and Kawasaki are helping now. But honestly, it's Jeremy's bike. He's just donating his bike to me at the minute, one of his bikes uh-huh. and his time. And yeah, he's amazing. Like through him and then Lou at the workshop and the guys there, like his his team with the uh, McGrath Motorsports, yeah, yeah, super helpful. And they're like kind of coordinating and doing the tire orders. And then they got the suspension done by Bones at Pro Circuit for the bike, which is honestly ridiculous. And then I met uh, Kurt Rude. Oh, what? yeah, Kurt Rude. Rude. Yeah, Rude. Yeah, out of the, the test track the other day, and he's honestly such a nice, helpful guy. Like, calls me up. He's like, sorry, the guys are going to go to the test track tomorrow. Can you come later? I'm like, dude, I am working around you guys. Do not be sorry. Thanks so much for this opportunity. So, yeah. oh, yeah, thanks to Maxis and uh, Jeremy for really, yeah. really helping out on this one. Um, I guarantee you AC is all in on this. AC probably loves it. I, I, I haven't talked to him about it yet, but I bet you he knows all about it. So, Oh, I hope uh, too. That's unreal. We met Faulkner and everyone out there the other day. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, so truthfully, obviously, look, the main event, you know, that's that's a different story. But the night show, we're, we're going for the night show, right? Yeah, we're going for the night shows. Honestly, it's ambitious now. We built a track in the UK. My friend Jordan uh-huh. used to race GPs and things. We built a track at his in the UK. And I got seven days riding on it in a month. It rained every day. We had the <laughs> wettest, like, fall in over 20 years in the UK. Like, everything that went wrong could have gone wrong. So yeah. I got seven days in the UK. We got out here to California. It rained as soon as we got here. Yeah. And um, so we lost another week and a half there or something. <laughs> so I think I'm at 12 days total Supercross now. So oh, boy. It's, it's so honestly so fun. But the goal, like you say... The goal and the bet, I have another bet with a guy from 100% called Herve Orny, Okay. if you know him, no. and that's $5,000 to make the night show. So okay, all <laughs> that's right. That's the riskier bet. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, yeah. 
I want to try. I haven't talked to him about it properly yet. But we're going to hopefully donate the money to charity because we've had so much help with all the sponsors and everything, yeah. and everyone helping out. We want to do do something cool with that. But yeah, the goal is the night show. Right. So I've got a lot of haters online being like, "Oh, why is he trying to go out there with Tomac or Adam or whoever it is." And I'm not. I'm going out and see practice with probably eight other guys. I'm trying to make one good lap, really. Yeah. And I'm trying to be about, I think it's about eight seconds slower normally per lap is the 40th place. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that's it's just quite it. a bit look, slower. Look, there are some guys, and I've seen you ride, and you're fine. There's some guys that are horrible. Um, they're way, 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 way off the pace. <laughs> I don't anticipate you being one of those guys. So I think you're going to fit Hopefully in fine. Not. Yeah, you'll, you'll fit in fine yeah. with the guys that are right around, you know, 30, 30th to to 40th or 30th to 50th going for the night show and there's not much yeah, to separate those guys right yeah yeah as long as i can look not out of place on the track i yeah. can get round. right we have a good time dude like jeremy everyone's <laughs> gonna be there i can get round, not die and have a good time it's gonna be already honestly it's the experience of a lifetime yeah so, um yeah. what did jeremy teach you did he did he tell you anything did he help you help you help you anything with uh with riding yeah, first day at the test track, actually, we get there and Jeremy's like helping unload the bike and stuff. Honestly, dude, like he turns up in a Prius. It was hilarious. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe it. And then he just gets out, starts making fun of me about, because I've never done a start. I've like never been behind a gate before. Okay. And he's like making fun of me for that. And then he's like, yeah, just roll around, go see the track. And then uh, Villa Poto was there as well for like, a, they had to do a specialized act. Okay. So I've turned up at the Cowie test track. I've got like heroes there. They're like, okay, go learn the track. And I got Jeremy McGrath and Ryan Villapoto yeah. sitting there crossed arms right. watching me roll around the Cowie test track. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. And then to make it even worse, the guys next door, Baggett and Vogel, are waiting to do a photo shoot. So they're stood there oh, trying to watch as well. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, dude, this is... But yeah, after all, he did his ad and stuff. And then he just came out and tracked it. He's like moving rocks out the way, moving dirt, and just being like, just such little things that probably yeah. i wouldn't even thought of he's like you can use first gear here there's two really tight turns on the, the uh -huh. k3 track yeah and he's like use first the bikes are so good now you can shift through neutral and i honestly wouldn't have thought that i was going around in second everywhere so right right it, just that and then yeah just lying he's like you're trying to get back over to the blue groove don't worry about that there's plenty of dirt here and the dirt in california is so different to anything i'm yeah. used to on like a mountain bike or motorcycle so yeah true little right? things yeah, made yeah. my life a lot lot easier quickly one of, I, talk, so, I was talking to maybe it was ripping in at fly or it might have been chris at maxis i was talking to one of one of them about you and yeah uh, and we're, they're like well we need the whoops and not be gnarly <laughs> we need the whoops hey, and dude, yeah. i know when they released the track map and they put two sets in for a1 this year i was like why couldn't you just put one yeah in? like it just yeah. made my life a bit easier but I've actually, the last day we were there, like, A-Ray, like, you know, A-Ray's, like, real yeah. good with you, and uh, he's been so helpful along with my friend Jordan. Like, A-Ray, he's got a lifelong fans over here yeah, now. He's yeah, a man. Yeah. Wow. So he's been helping out. And Hold on, though. I'm, on. I'm, I'm picturing A-Ray's advice. is like, just close your eyes and pin it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. That's what, he, yeah, he's kind of been like that, but he's he's a yes man, and we need yes men about. Right. We need people to say, you got this. You got this. We're trying to... We're trying to fill our corner with yes men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I like that. Um, yeah, yeah, what a, what, what definitely a story. A struggle. What a story, though. Absolutely, really cool to uh, to follow this and see how this is going to go. And and yeah. uh, I mean, I, it's crazy that you you know three years ago you said you you know you, you could you were probably maybe a novice or whatever. You know what I mean, novice rider. It just, uh, yeah, three years yeah. ago, I'd go out on the intermediate at a local track yeah. to go out for the like the practice tracks in the UK have sessions. You'd have like yep. beginner, yeah, intermediate, yeah. expert, and I'd go out with intermediate like three years ago. Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now, and now here yeah. you are going to try Anaheim. Um, yeah. Does anything 
cross over from from mountain biking to moto? Like any any technique? I, I I don't know. I can't think of anything. But I guess just applying yourself and thinking about it. If you like look at a section, like right, how do I do this or how do I do that? Mm-hmm. But maybe it's, it's honestly a weird one. Like the whoops for me, I go on a mountain bike into a rough section. And I lean back. Yeah. Whereas whoops, you've got to have your chin over the handlebar. I'm like, this is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a bit different. And then I, it is similar. It's got to be. You know, you're yeah. riding two wheels. You're trying to go fast. You're going around turns. Yeah. I think I try and two foot the turns a lot. I try and keep both feet up. Yep. Which I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but I find that easier than maybe a guy that's grown up riding motorcycles his whole life always that's taking true. foot off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, motor guys will tap, dab their foot every now and then, you know. Yeah, yeah. so maybe I'm good there because I'm putting on a mountain bike. So well, who knows? Maybe that's helping. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, part of it, um, just sort of, for lack of a better term, the balls of going for it are is something that crosses <laughs> over to anything, you know, because downhill, yeah, downhill stuff is not is not for the faint of heart what you do you know what i mean so yeah like it's no i get that yeah so maybe that we actually that... had uh we had a bit of a scare last week we, oh. the first day at the cowie track was thursday so that was my first real good day on a dry hard pack track yeah so that was thursday and then hit everything took me a minute to get over the triple the finish line jump there's massive i yeah. don't know why it's so big so i'm like i know the one a one's not gonna be this big this is ridiculous but hit everything that was awesome and then went out friday i did a fly uh photo shoot in the morning for mountain biking Went out Friday the 13th and um, <laughs> rolled around two laps, third lap, hit everything fine, like absolutely fine. Came around fourth lap and I uh, don't know if it was brain fart, I don't know if it was wheel spun or Faulkner and the boys have been riding it and they'd cut a slightly different line in uh-huh. out of the turn into the triple. And I just went too slow at the triple and cased it oh. really badly and got thrown off. I had I had a big crash, if I'm honest. I tried yeah, yeah. to play it down to like right. my mum and people that are worried about this whole thing. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I had a big crash on the triple fourth lap. So wrecked the bike a bit, like got up off the floor, like kind of knocked myself out. And yeah, wow. Brock Tickle and A-Ray were stood there like, dude, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. I was fine. Like, yep. I'm still a bit sore today. Yep. And uh, luckily for me, Kurt, I called Kurt up at Kawasaki and he helps out with the parts because <laughs> we needed a new subframe, some new levers, a new exhaust. Like We did a bit of a number on it. But uh, uh, so-, so that that was kind of shitty to get back out to the track. Yeah, really, right? Did it, and you said it took you a while to jump the triple. I, I would agree with that. For these guys, it's so easy for these guys. They could do it with their eyes shut. They could do it from a dead stop, ten feet, ten feet from the ramp. I get all yeah. that. But for me, that would be the biggest thing for me. I'd just be freaking out, dude. I know it's sixty-seven feet, yeah. but God, you know, it's so impressive now. Like I always had a huge level of respect for any sports person being like a top-level athlete. Uh-huh. But now, when I see those guys or the videos I've watched since hitting a triple. When any of those guys, the top guys or James or whoever you see, like scrubbing a triple or right, being right. sideways, it's the most <laughs> impressive thing. Now I've been out on a track and ridden yeah. these things and been terrified. It's honestly yeah. brings a new level of respect and how how good these guys are is yeah. another level. It is really, really cool to like be able to see it from the other side i guess so is it one round only depending on how we do or is it just it's one, one round only okay <laughs> <laughs> we had jokes like hey if it was a mother and somehow i made the main because like san diego last year i yeah. think in the, in the night show everyone was rolling every jump and yeah. jump any of them barely. yeah yeah i mean if it was that i made the the, the main who who knows maybe we'll go to phoenix but let's be honest realistically if the miracle happens and we even make the night show um i think it's one and done i'm I'm going on holiday next year <laughs> instead of it's it's my off season right now and I'm yeah. causing myself some unneeded stress. Yeah, well I was going to say when, honestly, yeah. When does your when does your series pick up? When do you start? 
So we have the first big events in March okay. in New Zealand, the Crankworx event, and then the first World Cup for us is the end of March. So okay. I've got a little bit of time yet, and this is great crossover training. You know, we all yeah. ride it. All the mountain bikers ride motocross for training, and we're still cycling every day, like the moto guys are cycling and going to the gym. So yeah. it's a great crossover training. And it, apart from the fact that every day I have to go to a supercross track, yeah. it's, um, it's a really fun change otherwise, like, to try something else and train on other things yeah oh man it's uh it's gonna be so good to so interesting to watch you uh fxr racing race tech suspension privateer island life podcast uh bernard kerr thanks to skosh their family-owned operated company since 1980 their products are inspired by a passion for cool vehicles amazing sounds are great outdoors and more skosh.com uh, dean wilson zach osborne jason anderson proud sponsor uh of the rockstar team skosh's so and use the code pulp 25 at checkout to save 25 percent off your purchase Pulpamex30 at fxrracing.com, uh, Pulp19 at Racetech Suspension or Motors. Uh, use that code as well. Thanks to the folks at Namira. And, of course, Maxxis MXST tires developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by Bernard Kerr. MXSTs. <laughs> exactly. Right? Um, and Maxxis is going to provide you with some support at the race, from what I understand? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So apart from, obviously, all the tires, Lou, uh, Jeremy's guy yesterday said, I think, Maxis or someone from Maxis is bringing a big rig along now, like some kind of truck. So, yeah, yeah I think we're going to have quite the setup. Like, right. like I say, honestly, I feel so lucky and privileged, and I appreciate what everyone's doing so much because I know there's a hundred other guys out there that are better running a dirt bike than me. Yeah. I appreciate that. There's there's kids that will lap me on a track, and uh, I'm aware of that. But what we're trying is just a different, fun thing. So. Yeah, Maxis, I think, are bringing a, a big setup out, well, which should be rad. I think the guys from Maxis, the guys from Fly, the, the people that Cowie, like I talked to Rude a little bit, um, these guys all really like you. You're like a nice guy. You're a funny guy. You're, good, you're a good dude. Like <laughs> they're all, so. Like, they're all on board with you because of that. You know what I mean? Like That's yeah. awesome, yeah. yeah. Well, they're all great companies to work with. I've been with Fly now going five, six years, and Maxis forever. So, yeah, they're all awesome companies to work with. And yeah. this shows that they're putting so much right. time and effort into this and just for me to try and almost fulfill a childhood dream it's yeah, yeah it's awesome oh, that's that's cool yeah i can imagine i mean i i once one time tried to race pro myself you know what i mean and it's just so i, I get it <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's it's there um mountain biking for you uh did you get like okay so there's there's you know there's different motocrossers that that work their balls off forever and become really good that way like a john dowd or or, or whatever and then there's guys like adam cincerello or, you know, Eli Tomac that seemed to be born to ride a motorcycle and, and won everything from when they were young. Which guy were you in the in the downhill mountain biking world? I'm definitely the guy that was good young. I guess I started off kind of good. Uh -huh. it, it was just me and my mum going to the races, so it was pretty hard. We didn't really know. Like, she worked so hard to get me to all of them, but we didn't know what tire pressure to run, what suspension to run. And we were lost, really. We were just going to the races and doing our best. So I did good in juniors, which is like 16 or 18. I did okay. I won a World Cup in junior. Uh -huh. And then after that, I didn't. I got kind of ride for a year and then didn't. And it was a struggle for a long time. I didn't know on my own. I didn't have a mechanic. I didn't know, like I say, what tires to yeah. run or this or that. And we couldn't afford new tires every week. So I'd have like a flash here and there. I'd get like a... A 13th at a world cup now but like well, right this in a world cup there's 80 guys that used to qualify at six yeah. now but if you get 13th that's a very solid result yeah and, and then i'd do terrible for the next four races or i'd get a flat tire at every race or i'd snap a chain <laughs> and i guess it was lack of preparation looking back at it or like not really knowing yeah but um my first world cup podium which is actually a fifth because in mountain biking for some reason we do a five-person podium but okay. i'm not complaining yeah. my first world <laughs> cup podium i was 
26 or 25 years old, which oh, is so a, super, super late. Yeah, yeah, yeah old, right? Probably yeah, yeah. one of the oldest guys to get his first podium at that age. Right. So, yeah, no, I was, yeah, pretty late. And the team I actually ride on, the Pivot Cycles factory team, is mm-hmm. is my team. Effectively, if you wanted to put it in a motocross terms, it'd be like 2-2 motorsports. Okay, yeah. So Pivot Cycles is the title sponsor of the team I run. Yep. So it's myself on it, and we have a few other riders, and then we have three mechanics and uh, an assistant manager. But it's my team that I run and started with Pivot. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, cool. Some eight years yeah. ago now. So yeah, I've been with the brand 10, just like as a privateer, just riding for the, the distributor in the UK. But I've had the team now going into the, its eighth year. So and uh, no, it's, re- it's really cool. Pivot's out of, out of Idaho? I thought or? Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, Phoenix. No. Okay, I, I don't know how that where, where the WPS connection comes in, but yeah, the, you know. I think they just work really closely together now. Like yep. Doug, so called WPS, and Chris, the owner of uh, Pivots, awesome. And we actually connected those guys the day I met Doug in uh, in a Las Vegas hotel at Interbike. Oh, okay. I bumped into Doug in a lobby, and we worked that deal out from there. Oh, wow. Okay. Chris, Chris met them that weekend, and they've just had a great relationship since as well. Ah, okay, so that's how it came about. Got it. I didn't know how that worked, but. Um, oh, so you're doing your own team. Um, is, yeah. it, is it like in Moto where you can you're controlling sponsors? You're kind of controlling what you want to use and everything else. Like, is that is that the benefit it's to it? It's pretty much like that. Yeah. So, like, Pivot's our frame sponsor, and they're the team title sponsor. Uh-huh. And then we use Fox suspension, for instance, and Maxxis tires. But Pivot might be like, "Hey, we spec all of the bikes we sell with Maxxis. Could you please talk to them? Yeah, they yeah. won't force it on me or anything like that. But they right. would rather we use it. Yeah. But honestly, all the companies they work with are the best companies and i have a great relationship with them so it just goes hand in hand you know like it works out if we're on a catalog it's dumb if we're on a different tire brand anyway so it just works out really well and like i say now we've had the team going for a few years and it's just it's awesome having like loyalty i guess in mountain biking i'm not sure in motocross because i don't really know but everyone's so loyal it's really cool like yeah if you you could try and buy a rider for more money and they'll stay with their team for less money because they're pretty loyal. So it's really cool in mountain biking like that. And I feel like sponsors are the same. They'll right. they'll reward you for being loyal and and vice versa. Are you uh, do you you don't run a production pivot, right? You get a special built bike for you. No, honestly, in mountain biking, you can go out and buy a factory race bike. Really, they're oh, an wow. expensive amount of bike. Yeah, they're yeah. eight ten thousand dollars, but right. you can race. You can go and buy the bike we race. Like I'd say. 98 percent of the guys you can go and buy the bike they race oh okay that's winning a world cup yeah, maybe yeah. they've got a new a new linkage on that you can't get now for sure. six months or something yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. honestly 98 and 99 percent of the things we run mm-hmm. you can walk into the shop and buy off the shelf uh where are you based so, out of? where do you where do you base yourself out of i'm like an hour south of london a place okay. called like hazelmere so yeah just in the countryside an hour away from london nice little quiet spot where i uh, know there's not any big cities there's no supercross tracks it's just nice low me fresh dirt and no rocks and yeah. stupid triples uh do, do you uh, can you can you practice there pretty good like are there, are there places to go i don't think uk is correct me if i'm wrong but uk doesn't seem like a great place for a downhill mountain bike rider to, to practice honestly we barely ride downhill at home i yeah, ride yeah. trail bikes and e-bikes though so yeah just like a normal enduro bike right. and e-bike yep i ride a lot of but yeah not too much downhill the tracks so where we live a maybe a minute long tops but yeah, yeah. you just get loads of laps in they're really they're really good quality for a minute we're like quality over quantity i guess <laughs> so not massive hills but really fun but we can drive to wales which is like three hours away or even like the french alps are maybe oh, okay. a 10 hour drive sure so it's really not too bad to go and ride some some good stuff in the summer so you could do that yeah um could do that what's, what's your stance on e-bikes you, you said you ride them so you like them you're fine See, i them? love e-bikes okay. i love e i think 
it's it's funny because coming from Europe, everyone they're pretty accepted there. Yep. And coming over to America and like the different the difference in attitude. I don't know if people just don't like change or they haven't tried them yet. But I honestly think they're one of the best training tools and the most fun things to ride. Like you know, you can go out and you you can have your heart rate at whatever you want it to be at for two hours, an hour and a half because. You just work hard. You're just yeah. going further. Yeah. And no. you just get more downs in, which is surely what we're all out there for is the fun part. Well, kind of, right? I mean, gee whiz. Like, <laughs> I mean, exactly. Like, that's what I tell people. I'm like, you can go as as much as you want or as little as you want and just keep going, you know? Like, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, they're amazing. So I think they're rad. Like, me and my mom can go for a ride. She can be in, like, turbo mode. I can be yeah. in eco. And yeah. I'm working so hard to keep up with her. Yep. We're on an hour and a half ride, and we've both got fit and both had a good time. So right, right. I think they're a great tool and so fun i just think people are scared of change i guess and people that haven't ridden them it's maybe i think originally i hated them maybe just just yeah. lame guy as well just mm-hmm. had a bad outlook on it but i think if yeah. you open your mind up and try them you'll have a great time and i've seen it's been great for you so i think it's awesome to yeah. see everyone out in them yeah no it's been amazing i've got 2300 miles on mine in in this year dude that's yeah. so cool yeah, yeah i think that's awesome and uh, I don't see how people can see that in a negative way. I, I don't know either. I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. So, and my heart rate's still up there. You know, it's still going. <laughs> You're crazy, working so. exactly. You're oh, still yeah. going. So, um, no, I think so rad. the Red Bull Hardline that you won—that's kind of uh, what's the one that they go up in the in the Red Rocks in in Utah or, or Rampages in Utah. That's yeah, Rampage. That's so, really... Is Hardline like yeah. that where you, they carve out a trail just out of a downhill? Is no, that, Hardline. No? I would say Hardline's more like straight rhythm slash monster cut. It's oh, okay. like yeah. it's like a normal downhill race, but all the jumps are much, much bigger. So okay. we have way bigger jumps than a usual downhill race. And the sections in between the jumps are harder as well. So it's just like a way, way harder, I guess, yeah, downhill race. If yeah. you like making having like a supercross race that has bigger jumps than usual. Okay. Yeah, you know, right. bigger jumps and a longer whoop section. It would be like a supercross race like that to compare like on, it. So. Like on steroids, like a supercross yeah, race exactly. on steroids. Yeah, it's a downhill right. race on steroids or a right. supercross race on steroids. Yeah, uh, so I guess, yeah, that's it, what it is. Was it scary for a guy like you? Like some of the stuff like, oh shit, like, or, <clears> I mean, for, you know, yourself, a world-class kind of. downhill? The, the first time you go, it's a little scary because okay. it's just working out distances. You know, like you're saying, all the guys here now are 70-foot triples, 70-foot. Yeah. They know how yeah. fast to hit it. Yeah. So all our jumps are normally 30 feet, let's say, at a World Cup. When yep. you get to a 70-foot jump, you've got to recalibrate your speed. So yeah. it's kind of scary to start with, but it's an awesome race. It's like, I guess jumping is my strong point in downhill, and it's what I really enjoy okay. on a mountain bike. So I don't know. I love the race, and it's you get a little more nervous in a World Cup for sure. Like especially day one every year, you're like, right, we're gonna try and work out how to do these jumps again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's it's it's different, but it's such a cool race. I was saying to the boys out here, it's the day one of Hardline is how I feel every day going out to a supercross track here. <laughs> trying to I'm like, figure oh, it all geez, out. Right. We've got to do this again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. But no, it's a cool race. Uh, I can't I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Namira Technology is one of the sponsors of this podcast. Industry leading top end repair kits offer everything you need to rebuild your top end at a price they'll keep you riding every single weekend. Namira.com, uh, fully CNC'd and hard anodized domes on their pistons, as well as rolled on uh, coated skirts. Namira pistons are a cut above the rest. Thanks, thanks to them. Thanks, Maxis. Uh, thank you, Skosh. Uh, and also to, of course, FXR and Racetech Bernard Kerr here on the Privateer Island podcast. So, I probably should have done my homework before, so you just excuse me on this. But what's your finish last year, like in, in downhill in World Cup? What'd you finish? I got I broke my hand halfway 
but yeah, I don't even know where I finished. Oh. I think maybe twenty fourth overall. Where were you I'm when you broke your hand? Fourth overall. Where were you when you broke your hand? Um, fifteenth in the series, okay. maybe. Yeah, I started off a bit, a bit, bit it up and down. Yeah, but I was hoping to be top ten in the series. If <clears throat> if my season had gone how I wanted, uh-huh. I should have been should have been right there. I think I was. I was going in the right direction. I was yep. on an upward trend, let's say. So, yeah, didn't quite finish how I wanted, but I came out with some speed at the end of the season, and uh, my goal was to win the Red Bull Hard Iron at the end of the season. I was like, right, I got this. <laughs> I do well at this race every yeah, year. Yeah. I've won it before. I'm like, right. I'm in. I was fully committed. So that was a good season ender, I guess. But, yeah, um, <laughs> hoping for more next year. And yeah, Is it is it like Moto where, um, say, top 10 World, World Cup downhill guys are doing well financially? Yeah, top yep. ten. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Top ten guys are making good money. They're not making super cross money. Not ten million dollars. Yeah, maybe top guy Gwynny, the American guy. He he claimed on an interview that he made a million a million dollars a year all in okay. with bonuses and wage everything. That was a couple of years ago, I think. So he claimed he was making a million. Who who knows? But yeah. Uh, yeah. not everyone's up there. I'd say the top top guys are maybe on half a million a year. And uh, yeah, yeah, it depends. You know, it's it's a cool sport. Whereas like the top 10 guys can do really well. But if you have a strong social media yeah, as well as good results, that can really help you out in, in mountain biking. So it's not all about the results. You can put cool video edits out or have good social media. And that's really going to help you like get paid or become a personality in the sport as well. Oh, so that does kind of matter. And we're seeing that in moto too. We're definitely seeing that in moto, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it shows a lot. Like a lot of the reason, like if you, if you've got a guy coming fifth, really, I know the guy that's winning is obviously better. So the yeah. guy in fifth, you just want him to get as much exposure as possible. And if you can get exposure, I see without coming fifth, that's great, right? You're getting the product out there. All these fans are seeing it. Like you see Axel, everyone wants to buy the stuff he's on. He's not yeah. doing any races. No, no. So no, I think it's a, it's a really good tool. But yeah, the top guys in downhill, are, they're not hurting. That's for sure. Is this, is this Anaheim uh, excursion for you, helping you out in the mountain bike world? Or are they, is everybody in the mountain bike world saying, what the F are you doing? <laughs> a bit of both actually i don't know i've got it was talked about a bit of world cups last year people thought it was a joke people thought it was that but uh i was always serious about it so hopefully it's helping me out i don't know i definitely got my fair share of haters online out there right now on uh we have a big website called pink bike and then i know yeah. vital mx is some people that definitely aren't bernard kerr fans but it's funny dude i think it's <laughs> i think it's great when you read some of the comments they think they know more than jeremy mcgrath and oh uh, yeah I, do, uh, I don't think they do somehow no so, no yeah i know the mountain bike world had some hate as well but uh most right. of them are pretty cool so hopefully it's helping me out yeah yeah i would think so um i was just i was curious how you got your license but i know there's different rules for european guys um you know, like Fernandez and these guys don't have to go to Supercross Future stuff. So I imagine you fall into that sort of category, right? Yeah, it's like you buy an AMA release and then they send some, like from your yep. home federation, mine's the ACU, they send something through to their the AMA and the FIM and they issue a license. And the prices for the FIM licenses only came out last week, apparently. So yep. I technically don't have the license yet, but apparently it's all in the work yeah. done. Yeah, I think as long as, your, yeah, as long as your sanctioning body says like, hey, this guy's uh, legit can ride, you know, you're good to go. So... I was on the phone a lot, and I, I thought it was too easy initially, and I would call up again, and she'd be like, yes, Bernard, I've told you this twice already. This is how you get your – I'm like, I'm just double-checking before I keep running my mouth even more. I want to make sure that uh, that we can it's, do this. It's too late now, so, bro. You're in now. you got to do it. Dude, I know. It's, it's too late. And we've got people coming out and, yeah, family, and i got a really good friend back home. He listens to your show a lot, and I rode motocross with him in the UK called Carl, and yeah. he said to me, he's like, right, are you sure you can get your license? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, good, because I just booked my flight. I'm like, oh, no, dude. So oh, he's, he's been uh, in this from the start, and he'll be stoked to listen to this so no we're in deep now you got to uh you got to get mc to like you got to get mc to like go down the line with you and stuff and hang out 
<laughs> yeah, well, I think Max just now, so Lou said the other day, I think I think uh, Jeremy and I are going to do a signing in the pits at the race. <laughs> oh, nice. I think, yeah, we're, we're in so, so over our heads, so deep. It's, uh, <laughs> this has dude. gone so serious so fast. <laughs> yeah, it's, we've, we've, we've really, uh, we've really gone, gone oh. deep on this one. But honestly, like, it's been the best experience already. Like you'd be yeah, stupid yeah. not to take these, uh, these opportunities up in life. I think and yeah. the whole reason behind it as well. I was like, I don't want to get to 40 and turn around and be like, what if I did try and do a super cross or I should have tried, you know, I'm like, yeah, screw yeah. it. Like we may as well try it. And the amount Jeremy and everyone's come on board is, oh, uh, it's, gotta be awesome. it's amazing. I honestly appreciate it so much. It's, it's a childhood dream, honestly. I wonder if you were like two years ago or whatever, or, or last year, you're like, I wonder if my buddies forgot about that bet. <laughs> <laughs> like I wonder, yeah, I wonder if exactly. did they still remember? <laughs> do I still have to do this? Right. But, uh, no, no it, that's awesome. And um, it's a cool thing, dude. We're having a great time with that. Uh, the tr- the casing the triple crash or your worst downhill mountain bike crash? What's what's worse? Right now, I'm going to say casing the triple. <laughs> I've had one really bad downhill mountain bike crash, but I got knocked out so bad. Did you really? It, yeah, like, yeah. it was terrible, but. The mountain bike one. I've had one really bad one there, but dude, casing it. I'm still hurting now from casing the trip where I've been sleeping in it bad. Like something oh. in my back ribs and my right leg is uh, oh boy, is pretty sore. So yeah, yeah. mountain biking, I know I can just get back on and I'm good again. You know, like yeah, yeah. it's so humbling. Supercross. The, the really fun thing with it is being so bad at something. Yeah, like I will go out yeah. there for two hours and try and hit the whoops and look at it and be like, how am I still so bad? <laughs> like it's ridiculous. I'm like. I'm trying as hard as I can to apply myself and be good. Yeah. I'm still so bad. So I guess that's why the triple was scary again. But mm-hmm. in mountain biking, you just get back on. I'm like, oh, I'm good at this. I'll, yeah. I'll go work yeah, it out. Yeah, you figure but it out, right? The, you'll figure it out. But, dude, the triple coming around that turn, it was A-Ray the other day. Got back to track. He's like, right, you're just going to go hit it now? And I was like, uh, yeah, okay. He's <laughs> like, basically, just quickly peer pressure bullied me into it. And I'm yeah, yeah. That, so. I mean, that's probably the best, yeah, the triple right? triple crash wasn't fun. That's probably the best. Just yeah, get just out there and get forget about it. Right, just get it done and that's it. Um. Uh, so, are you gonna are you gonna stick around and watch Glendale or Anaheim too, or anything? Or are you, you gotta head back home? <clears throat> My flight was on the seventh of January, but honestly, I might try and stay now. Jeremy's guys, so they might do an amateur motocross to Bruce race the weekend after so i might hang out there more yeah dude just chill just yeah, not yeah. have to ride super cross <laughs> like it's honestly so so cool but yeah like now we're like tomorrow we're going out to the pc track at glen helen and jeremy's coming along and bones to help with yep. suspension which is i've i as i keep saying i realize how lucky i am with this but it's so exciting but like oh shit i've got to go to learn a new supercross track tomorrow <laughs> yeah wow and also too like something some that people don't think about either like and you know you've been riding with supercross stuff but like having your bike valved and sprung for supercross is a huge deal a huge deal you know like that that's yeah, such a big it's help crazy yeah i mean just to go yeah it's you, such yeah it's such such a help no absolutely so uh, I like how MC is just all in awesome on this. I like how Jeremy is all in. Dude, MC is the man, honestly. <laughs> he turned up at the track yesterday, and we were mountain biking. I didn't realize who was going up. We had a miscommunication. And MC had drove up to the track uh, at uh, um, Temescal Valley, where all the tracks are. Yeah. And we missed. We were getting there as he was leaving. He had to go pick his kids up from school. And I felt so bad. Uh, he's like, no worries, dude. Like, don't worry. I saw you when you were rolling out. And we're like, geez, he's so cool. And yeah. so on the project, it's rad. It's pretty hard so, to no, amazing, he's, right? He's the man. Um, he's, he's, it's pretty, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. 
Uh, it's, it, uh, it's honestly insane. FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life, Bernard Kerr. Well, uh, good luck, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what there is to say. Good luck. Well, I'll uh, take the good luck because I definitely nah, need it. This is cool. I, I, I try, I'd love to, for you to come up here, up to Vegas. We'll mountain bike. We'll, we'll sit, in on the, sit in on the show, uh, whether it's uh, before. Nah, you, you can't do it the week of Anaheim. It has to be afterwards. It has to be afterwards. Uh, I got I don't even know what you do the week of Anaheim. I'm, I've got no clue. Yeah, I think you just ride. You just ride, 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 and, and ride some more. As much as possible. I think we worked out I can ride eight more days oh, okay. for Anaheim now, yeah. roughly. So I've done 12. I'll be at 20 rolling into the, oh, into the day man. show. So um, yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Really cool story. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Thanks for doing this. Thank you, uh, Dude, FXR. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, thanks to all of our guys, Skosh and Namira. Thanks to Maxis, too. Maxis Tires. Yeah, thank you, Maxis. They're on board with Great you. Great guys. Yeah. Yeah, um, very on board. Um, you're you're going to want to You're gonna be proud of me on my uh, – I didn't have a, the right, correct rear tire for my Taser the other day. Oh, yeah? My, my what did re- you have on? Well, it, was, it wore out. It wore out. I had a Maxis <laughs> on. I had, so you know what I did? I put a front Maxis – on the back of my taser because it's the only tire well, i had here you go you're gonna learn now that a lot of guys in mountain biking will do that really yeah dude you're ahead of the curve you don't even know i'll run i will race on two minion dhs two front tires i'll race down on those and a lot of the top guys will you'll be surprised oh, well, i meant i meant that's what i did on purpose yeah that's why i did that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, so you're you're an e-bike pro already yeah absolutely yes Woo. Nice. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, well, thanks, Frame. Thanks for the time for doing this. I really appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Let's keep in touch. Uh, I'd love to get no you worries. on the show. And I think, uh, you know, I, I've got a lot of DMs in my in my Instagram and a lot of messages that people really wanted me to call you up and talk to you. And, and, uh, That's and awesome. you know, we have the same Maxis and Fly, of course, are helping us both. So, um, cool. Yeah, great, Thank, Thanks for doing this. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for the opportunity. And uh, I'll see you, well, if not before, but at Anaheim 1. Yeah, sounds good, man. Thanks. See you then. Cheers, dude.